This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything on the human side of property. I don't know why I did that so low. I know. Anyway, it's all so, so slow. slow. Or slow, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's like we're on slowdown, so if you think you're on uh, double speed, you're not. You need to speed up, guys. <laughs> uh, this week, we've got another guest on. Uh, we've got the lovely Dan Jackson with us this week, uh, and Dan is uh, a fellow co-home, co- a co-home co-founder. Um <laughs> Yeah, so rather than a lot of co's in there, a lot of co's in there. So I'm just going to hand straight over to you, Dan, to introduce yourself, yeah, tell please, us who you are. And that you... We are off to an amazing start, I have to say, Dan. Welcome to Property Jam. This is what we're all about. Thank you very much. <laughs> very nice to see uh, Matt and Nally and to meet Joe. Um, my name is Dan, and I live in Fursdown. <laughs> Has anybody heard of it? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's heard of it because she lives just on on the border, by all accounts. But uh, <laughs> on the wrong side of the border. No, on the right side of the border. The left. Side. So we are literally neighbours. I could I could pop my head out my window, shout, and we'd probably <laughs> just about hear each other. Yeah, it's weird. I can't believe it. It's a small world. So um, I'm. Am I introducing myself? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, you are. You're, you're, you're just you're Dan from Thursdown. I'm still. I'm still Dan, and I'm still from Thursdown. Um, I've got uh, dark hair with a slight greying beard, um, as you can possibly see. And I, I am actually in property to a certain degree. I um, have a... Um, Which degree? A, a little company that does shared homes um, in and around southwest London. I've been doing that for about four years. So I have two children, um, both of whom go to Gravely School, which oh, Joe will probably be aware of. Do you, do. Have kids at, do you have kids at the same school? No, I don't have any children at all, but I know the school. Oh, well, there you go. Well. There you go. Yes. yes. So that's, yes, that's me in a, in a nutshell. Well. <laughs> and we're all speechless. <laughs> was, that, was, was that possibly the best introduction that you guys have had on this um, well, on I, Property Jam then? I, I thought it was going to be a bit better than Niles, but actually it was probably worse. I don't know, guys. What do you Ooh, think? The, the bar was set quite low with Niles as well. To be fair, to be fair, there wasn't much further down you could go. Yeah. <laughs> but I may have just done that now. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Ah, uh, oh, you did all right. So we've we, we got some information about you. So, um, But how do you know these two troublemakers then? Because obviously you've come on Property Jam because you're attached kind of to these guys so. yeah yeah absolutely well i met i first became aware of matt and nile about this time last year um so a friend actually someone that, that matt and i both know and nile um recommended i have a look at your stuff so kate actually connected me with the hmo platform um I think at the time we were looking to do some sort of training around co-living and we basically just wanted to steal some ideas and she gave me, <laughs> she gave me your website. Um, and then about a week later, you, I think you reached out quite purely by chance. I was aware of you, but then you reached out. And I think that was because a, a, a friend who is on the Daniel Priestley course, it was right. his name, Will? Was it yeah, Will? Will, ba- Will Bailey. 
Will Bailey, said, that's right. Yeah. What you do sounds, you not, you said you need to speak to Dan Jackson. So I was like, okay. So I spoke to Dan Jackson and now we're here. Yeah, you've got him since. Yeah, it's been a fantastic year. One of the best years of my life. I mean, you know, I've been sat basically in this chair for 365 days on Zoom. So, yeah. <laughs> a, year to, a year to write about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine if you journaled um, your life every single day throughout 2020, 2021. I did. For like the f- about three months of it. And then I just gave up. Because it got dark and getting up, because I can only journal in the morning, otherwise my brain... I was going to say, have you, got, have you got electricity in your heart first out? Because you can always try turning the light on to uh, enable it. you to work later. <laughs> it's paraffin lamps so, and, and our rents. Yeah, yeah. It's a different, different world. It's a different part of first out. It's a different sure. part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we met, we met um, probably a year ago, and then we got a chat in about co-living and realized that we had similar views and ideas and thoughts and one thing led to another and then we uh i know (laughs) and now you're all living together and now we're all living together co-living together you're co-living you're (laughs) co-hoing easy (laughs) (laughs) yes it has been it's been a do you think it's been has it felt longer than a year or shorter than a year in some ways it feels longer in some senses it doesn't it feels like the last that year. Was a very been... political answer. That was it. It's like, well, um, I don't know whether I should say longer or shorter, so I'll just hedge my bets and say both. It's like I saw on that fence now, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I think we because we've we've pretty much talked every week for the past twelve months or whatever. I feel like I know you for my entire life. That's the thing that's strange, isn't it, with this lockdown? But we've, I've not but we've met never, you. No, we've no. never met in person yet. No. Well, I can do that on your behalf because he's literally around the corner from me. <laughs> I mean, Niall, for all I know, has got no legs because I've only ever seen him sitting in a chair. I mean, that's, uh, actually, no, I've seen him on a, I've seen him on a, a, a the blooper reel. Uh, standing next to Matt, uh, he definitely, he's definitely got legs. They're just not, not very the, long. They're just <laughs> not very long. <laughs> <laughs> I've only tell... got little legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they I are can, there. They, they are, are there. there. And I can verify because Niall and I went for a very digni- dig- dignified, I was going to say dignified, it wasn't really because we went for a... How can you not have a... How can you not have a dignified walk? Well, we, we did not. <laughs> well, that walk it. is very undignified. <laughs> well, it was a bit because we went for a socially distanced walk in Hyde Park on Saturday, didn't we, Now, And oh, I was you? like, why the fuck have you got such a huge bag with you? I was like, babe, <laughs> let's sit down on a park bench and let me explain it. And I literally unpacked an entire bar. We had honestly, raspberry vodka. <laughs> really? It was like... It was like going for a walk with an alcoholic Mary Poppins. <laughs> they just stuff so just excited. kept coming out of this bag. It was vodka, there was gin, there was so little, a bottle lime. of lime. Hopefully the bag was a lot lighter on the way home. Well, it was. And that's why the leg situation wasn't as dignified as it was when it started. <laughs> But we did have fun. And so, yeah, I, I just wanted to verify that, yes, he does have legs. That's, they wobble I, I mean, occasionally. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Apart, Niall, from, clear. apart from when he's legless. Apart from when he's legless, yeah. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> all day. <laughs> and on that dad joke. Um, so, so, Dan, um, on Property Jam, we always ask this question. Um, so over to you. And what is the human side of property? What does it mean to you? Well, that's a, that's a really good question, Matt, because I've been thinking about this for almost... <laughs> Uh, 15 to 20 seconds now Um, but for me the human side of property is actually it's about um, 
it's about the people that you went to for me. Um, you know, I think sometimes as, as um, I don't want to go too serious, but sometimes as like managers or, uh, you know, I, I run what I classify as a co-living um, uh, portfolio. And we forget, I think sometimes that actually, you know, we're right in the middle of people's lives. That's why sometimes, you know, before you get all your systems in place, you get a phone call at 1.30 from a tenant in a house telling you he's lost his flip-flops. Um, but we are right in the middle of these people's lives, right? And that's that's actually quite, that's quite, it's quite, sometimes it feels quite responsible. Um, you know, these people rely on us and our business to deliver a good a good roof over their head. And for me, the, 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 uh, the, the, the kind of the people side of property is about, treating them as people rather than tenants or, or you know, cost centres and actually trying to improve the product that we're delivering so that they have a better existence, you know, and I think it's as simple as that. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. So I've been chuckling away thinking about someone calling you because they lost their flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like we need to go down this road. Um, I imagine this is a true story. Well, actually, it's not me. It was a friend of mine and we were on a, we were on a different um, and competing podcast slash um not competing fellow 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 and uh, uh this lad had a similar background to mine so i used to work in um in the in sort of back office uh, investment banking and um, as did james and james was recounting a story when he moved into property management he's saying you know this time last year um, you know, I was discussing with executive directors, you know, big uh, implementations of technology projects, very, you know, very important, very kind of uh, valuable type work. And I moved into property and, and now someone asks me, I'll, now I'll receive a phone call where somebody's lost their flip flops. And it was just kind of like the, the, the comparison between where he was. And actually, the reality of managing property is that, you know, sometimes they do ask you where their flip flops are. What's the most <laughs> absurd call that you've had? Okay, well, I've had a, I've had a load, but the, certainly the, 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 the <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> okay, I may as well, well, I, I well jump straight in there with with number one. I um uh, I had a call a couple of years ago from a female tenant who um was struggling to open the chest of drawers that we'd um given her, and and actually a little bit of it made sense because we'd recently we'd recently painted it so that some of the drawers were a bit sticky. So I said, uh, why don't you just, you know, try and give them a bit of a, give them a bit of a pull and a push and that might work. And she came back and it didn't. So I was over in the area and I kind of went in and, and tr true enough, the second drawer down, you couldn't open it. I couldn't, couldn't figure it out. So what I did is I took the drawer out above and below. And when I took the drawer out above, I found a, a, rab a, a rabid uh, vibrator that was about that long in its box. And it was just ja jamming the drawer. So I thought, okay. Um, <laughs> So I just took it out, put it on the top and opened and closed the drawer. And then she phoned me and uh, she said, Dan, did you manage to get my uh, drawers to work? I went, uh, no, I did. She said, what was the problem? I said, I think your vibrator was blocking the drawer. She went, oh, oh well, thank you. And put the phone down. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. Listen, people just need to get a grip. I mean, not of the vibrator, but I just mean that I would find that so funny. If, if I mean, it's it's so embarrassing. You just have to go along with it, don't you? And just like be like, yeah, hands. hands well, hands. I think maybe she was frustrated because she clearly hadn't well, used clearly. it. Well, clearly. <laughs> she, she couldn't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> I couldn't get into the drawer to get it. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But it, it was stuck in her drawers, just not the ones it normally is. <laughs> yeah, just the wrong drawers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, that's hilarious. Oh, oh, that's number one, is it? Okay, great. <laughs> no, definitely number one. Yeah, oh, definitely number good. one. Oh. So, hang on, can I just ask, did you, when you, when you realised what it was, did, did, you, did you accidentally touch it? Or you were like, ah! Like, you, sort of... you, 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 you did say it was in a box. Yeah, it was in the box. It I was, was in the box. It was, right. it was in the box. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take box. it out and just make sure it was still working. I just, <laughs> I thought at that point I'd solve the problem. I wasn't going to go above and beyond. You know. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a hygiene element to that. Maybe she just wanted to, you know. Okay, there keep you it go. Clean. But where, where else do you keep a vibrator? Surely a vibrator belongs in a box. Normally, just float loose in a drawer. Is that is that what you've heard? Or that's that a friend told me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same that's, here. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, just just what I heard. Yeah, or some people have a box of tricks. You know, where they've got their whole kind of like or, or a bag or, or a bag, bag, a bag. Yeah, like a Waitrose would... bag, for example. In the or attic. you know, when you or have... Tesco, we don't want to be you know specific <laughs> to any any brand here. here. <laughs> Happy with any bag. Happy with any bag. <laughs> like a pair of designer shoes and you get the bag to keep the shoes in to preserve them you, you could get a vibrator preserver bag couldn't you i mean you could have suggested that to her because it wouldn't have got wedged most likely i think there's, a, there's possibly a gap in the market for a uh, hello dragons my name is dan and i'm here to present to you my vibrator what was the what was it what was preserver the, bag yeah over to joe who will now tell us all about it <laughs> here's my pb <laughs> my vibrator preserver punch I wasn't expecting anything along these lines. This is great. <laughs> that's what I love about property jam. It can go in any direction. Yeah. <laughs> like downhill, but that's okay. That's yeah. fine. Fast as well. <laughs> We're just taking out a nosedive. With, anyway. a smile, with, with a smile on your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, so Dan, I think you've prepared a question for us, oh, or for God, one I of us. I have. Uh, hold on, let me just go to it. Um, <laughs> hold on. I, I think um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Actually, um, I'm going to put it out there, and I'd like the three of you to decide who's going to answer it. Okay. Oh, this is great. But it needs. It does need to be relatively quickly. So let, I don't want you to think too much about it. So just pick someone. So my question is: if if you were by yourself. <laughs> Vibrator. Mm -hmm. And could you do anything you wanted for one day, what would you do? Niall. Joe. Joe. Oh. <laughs> Hang on, if I was by myself and I could do anything I wanted for one day. For one day, what would you do? The whole day, you've got basically got the whole day to yourself. And you could so do that's, anything. So that's lockdown, that's, that's every like, day. You could do, you could do anything. It's locked down. It's like I've been doing that for 364 days. You know what I do? I design a vibrator preserver bag that would just kick the shit out of any vibrator preserver bag. Wouldn't it be a bit bizarre if somebody only just started watching or listening to this at that point? And they're like, okay, so Joe's got a whole day to do anything she wants and she's going to make a bag for a vibrator. Okay, yes, well, that's, I am. that's strange. <laughs> And what would I do? Well, to be fair, that's kind of like what my day is. So I've got freedom. Like I can do, it's not locked down. I've got, you know. Yeah, anything, you, you can do anything, unlimited <clears throat> funds, but it, you are alone. Okay, so I would get in a cab. I'd go to um, uh, Heathrow Airport, 
just because um, even though Gatwick's closer, right, to us, I would still go to Heathrow because it's my fave. And I would just <laughs> buy a... F- You've got a favourite airport. Yeah, I get quite it's not, it's, it's, I think Heathrow's... Hotel Gatwick. Number, I think it's number seven on my list, Heathrow, but... Um, <laughs> Bahrain is definitely up there. I like I like Terminal Five. <laughs> <laughs> terminal Five is nice. So you go not, to Terminal Five. And I wouldn't spend go to the Terminal Five. No, oh. I wouldn't go to Terminal Five. I go to Terminal Three because the destination is more exciting. So um, and I would just pick a flight of wherever I fancied, and I would just go first class. Uh, this is assuming that I've obviously got a limitless. Um, yeah. I've just made millions from the vibrator Lim- bag. Limitless funds. <laughs> like literally the dragons have invested what is happening um and i would just get on a plane and i would just yeah i'd have an amazing time so essentially for your day that you're I'm allowed fucking off. <laughs> yeah you're gonna spend it on a plane you're gonna spend it on a plane well firstly in an uber uh which is going to take an hour and a half from first from the edges of furs down to get to um traveling so you're going to spend the first half of it in traffic jam and then the second half on an aeroplane. <laughs> yeah. Although you have to get home because otherwise, you, you, you know, whoever you live with might miss you. So I, I can't, you can't just stay in Japan or wherever it is. And also you run out of funds at the end of the day. No, so how are you going to get listen, back? Listen, you didn't state any rules, you know, and I'd, I'd put the cat feeder on. They're the only things I've got to worry about. So I literally, I'd just like get in the cab and I would just, I'd be drunk the whole time. Did I mention this? <laughs> just, this I'd have just my a... bag, my Mary Poppins bag of, of booze with me. <laughs> and then I'd get on a plane and I'd be also be drunk and I'd be flying first class. And I'd, I'd just have the best time. I would. Why would you take I the bag of booze when you're on first class? Because it's all Listen, free. I need it for the Uber. And by the way, I wouldn't get in an Uber. I'd get a black cab because then we could go down the, and we could go down the... Um, you know, bus lane, the cab, the bus the cab lane. lane. Yeah, the bus lane. Well, my dad lane, because my dad's an ex-black cab driver. So, you know, and also if I got an Uber, he actually, or knowingly, if he knew I got an Uber, he would kill me. So, um, yeah, or a bolt. I think, I think the, the, the black cab lane out to Heathrow was closed about 20 years ago. So oh, I'm fuck. not sure whether you've travelled recently. You haven't seen your favourite airport in 20 years? <laughs> <laughs> I think actually, Joe, that the uh, black cab lane out to Heathrow uh, was closed before Uber was invented. So, um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen my favourite airport for 20 years. No wonder you're so miserable. <laughs> I, just, I spend a lot of time in Heathrow and not once have I ever got a black cab out there. So it's always been an Uber or a Bolt. So, yeah. Come on, Dad. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be it i'd just be drunk in transport that's my time <laughs> maybe what you could do actually to maximize the time that you're actually in transport because bearing in mind you're probably waiting at the air you're probably waiting at Heathrow for an hour to pick up the flight if it's an international it's probably two so why don't you get a black cab to um that way it can do an airport no, no. hop bank station no no okay get get go to bank station where you can yeah. get on the tube get the northern line to the circle line, yeah. and then you could just go round and round all day getting pissed. That's a great idea. So that's you, more time doing what you want to do rather than wasting fair, time. To be fair, I've actually done that because it, it, there's a thing called Waitangi Day, which is obviously when, you know, all the all the Kiwis and the Aussies who are over... Obviously. Obvious, oh, sorry. Well, I'm half Kiwi, so listen, it, this is part of my DNA. So it's Waitangi Day on Saturday, and under normal circumstances, I would be hammered on the circle line going round and round because that's what you do on Waitangi Day. And then you end up in Parliament Square and that's when the haka is done. 
right? Everyone does the haka. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. That sounds right. like a cool day. But so, while you spent it with Niall this time round. Oh, Niall. <laughs> Niall. Niall. I didn't realise it was the it was what day? Waitangi. Waitangi. Waikiki. You didn't know. Bloody racist. You didn't know it was Waitangi Day. It's everyone no, knows. I missed knows. that one. Matt Matt knew. He was um. Yeah. He was doing the hucker at home with his blanket. on his own on his own in his blanket. And his <laughs> yeah, because that's how they do it. <laughs> what the, the hucker flap? <laughs> that's what you do when you sit down. <laughs> Oh God! Oh. So Niall, <laughs> that, that, that's the hacker for for, for a legless Nile. <laughs> okay, Nile. If my answer was so crap, what would you do? Because you were second nominated. I was thinking about it actually, and I would probably I would like to start my day off in the White House, in the Oval Office. Does that count? Because I want to go to the Oval Office. If you were so... by yourself and could do anything <laughs> for one day, what would it be? Yeah, it doesn't say excluding the White House. No, it's good. Good. Continue. No, I, I like that. You have yeah. given it a bit of thought. It's cool. Yeah, what so would you wake up somewhere else? What would you Sorry. do there? Fine. Uh, just, just be in the Oval Office. I just want to go be in the Oval Office. For, for a just a You'd few, have a just, cheeky wank, wouldn't you? Maybe, maybe have a cheeky wank in the <laughs> Oval would. Office. You'd have yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> you would tell, everyone would have and a cheeky what? wank in the Oval. Like, uh, and after that, I kind of forgot about it. I wasn't quite sure what would happen next. I but feel I like did... it would get quite old. So, so, where are you starting the day? Are you starting the day in Lewisham? No, no, starting it in the White House. <laughs> no, he's, he's getting the Uber with me to Terminal 3. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, but so you're, with, you're with, with, his smashed, private, so... with his private jet that he bought last week, in last week's episode. This is correct, I'm going to him up in the cab. I'm just be like, come on, let's get drunk and have a wank in the Oval. <laughs> so after, after the 30 seconds of excitement in the Oval Office, what, what would you do rest, What would you do for the other 23 hours, 59 minutes, 30 seconds? That I haven't thought about yet. <laughs> ask, ask, him, ask him in 23 hours' time. <laughs> Can you come back to me tomorrow, please? I'll, I'll, ch- I'll change the question. If you were by yourself and could do anything for 30 seconds in the Oval Office, what would it be? <laughs> press the button. Press the button. I'm just imagining that. In, 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 the middle, in the middle of the Oval Office, you've got this floor, uh, which goes like this. Like Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? And it probably exists after having Trump in there for four years. Oh, God, totally. Oh, oh God. Oh, Matt, come on. Quick fire round. What would you do? Quick fire round. Um, if I had myself for a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a day to yourself, not a day yourself to for the day. <laughs> a day. A day to myself. Oh, it depends what I was doing the day before and the day after. <laughs> oh, for oh, fuck's No, it's project management, Joe. I mean, it's, it's a good point, because just imagine the day before he'd been working flat out for 13 or 14 hours, he'd be, he'd be tired. So yes. and if he had to do something the next day, like get up early, he couldn't be in the Oval Office with Niall having a cheeky wang because he wouldn't be able to get back in time. So no, Matt, it's good. Depends what, depends what day it is, because if I... Funk as well. <laughs> I would do that for you because I'm you got, <laughs> we're, we're guys right at the end of the day. <laughs> so any, any time that you get to yourself. You yeah. I tell you what, Matt, if I'd have asked Especially that question myself, children. if I'd have asked that question myself when I was 18, I could tell you what the answer would be. It would be <laughs> on there all day masturbating. So Just I would that, that, that would really? have been <laughs> Why not? Oh. That would be great. So, um, so just, just, just to bring it back, so um, it's the by myself thing, which is, which is uh, confusing me. Because generally, when I'm, when I'm by myself, I just like to, I just chill out and do like next to nothing. 
um, because I'm with other people around other people all the time. And like, if I if I could do anything, I'd want to do a, I want to go do a gig. I want to go play Glastonbury or something, but it involves playing with other people around. No, that would be cool, though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I know, but it doesn't answer your question. Oh, well, if you're going to do, if you could do something by yourself, play the piano on a stage surrounded by hundreds of thousands of people, I think that counts. All right. Or just go and stick a stage up in Glastonbury and play it by yourself. Yeah, there's not much going on there right now, so. <laughs> be the worst. Shall we, shall we, shall we, you know, I know we're generally quite irrelevant and uneducational. I feel like we've taken that to the extreme today. Um, so I feel like we should ask a property-related question, at least one. Yeah, good point. Well done. Um, have you ever had a wank in one of your own <laughs> <laughs> We used to do that when we took on a new one. It was the first thing we did. <laughs> After the agent had left, of course. You uh, are the agent. What are you some, talking about? Sometimes. I mean, sometimes it, Sometimes we couldn't wait, so it happened while he was still but, there. Yeah, but, uh, he's good. Dan, Dan, you need to go listen to um, the Tenant Stories um, oh, episode um, of Property episode Jam. Two. Episode, episode two. two, Tenant Stories, because Joe has has a wanking story. I do, yeah. <laughs> not, really? not, not, not a personal experience, but... <laughs> no. That sounds like she's got a crap story. She's got a wanky story. <laughs> a wanking. Wank, oh, right, okay. Wanking. Legit wanking. Yeah, legit so, uh, wanking. You're the going to ask me a proper... Property question, just to yeah. bring it back to uh, serious uh, level. Where we, who, who are we asking? So you um, run a rent-to-rent portfolio. We call it master leasing map, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't mind. So tell us a bit about that. Um, is this? Should I continue trying to be funny, or should I talk about something serious now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can go from where we were to completely serious. I don't think that transition is that can happen that smooth. Okay. I find it quite difficult to talk about my company um, jovially because I take it very seriously. Um, okay. So talk, talk, talk seriously and we'll find the, the, the funny points. Okay. So when I started in property four, four or five years ago, I didn't think I could actually do anything in London because that's so expensive. Um, but I really wanted to... Um, uh, create something that made a difference. I'd been working in banks for nearly 20 years and, and it was easy but boring and I was actually delivering very little value but got away with it for nearly 20 years. So I wanted to actually do something that, was, that felt worthwhile and shared houses felt worthwhile. I just couldn't figure out how to do it in London until I came across um, the idea of renting them from landlords and then re-renting them to my customers. Um, and at the time it was, Rent to rent was a dirty kind of property strategy done by people that were without much, um, didn't have much assets or resources themselves and, and, and often wasn't treated as a business. It was just like get five of these and, and leave your job stacking shelves at Tesco. Well, I wanted to build a business and I wanted to build a business that actually valued um, its customers. And when I found rent to rent, I thought this is a great idea. Um, so we rented some really nice houses in London the first one was on Camford Road, so out the door and you can see the common. Um, we spent uh, two months um, painting the skirting boards, <laughs> really, um, and doing the floors down, Well, we didn't know what we were doing. So we thought, well, the skirting boards probably need uh, paint um, and let's change the color of the floor. So we did a darker, uh, a darker stain on it. And it was costing three and a half thousand pounds a month uh, in rent so it's, I spent seven grand uh, plus about 50 quid on paid for skirting boards so that was quite an interesting like start to the business we realized very quickly that 
we needed to do things much quicker. Uh, and there's so many lovely houses in London that you don't even need to you don't even need to find stuff that needs work. You can find really nice houses that make great homes for, um, you know, young professionals. And I'm super passionate about it. Actually. I think it's a great, I think it's, I think the, the strategy is great. I think London is still one of the best cities in the world. Agreed. And I think stuff will come back. And I think making better living uh, experiences for, you know, my daughter's 17 in, in four or five years time, I wanted to live in one of my properties. And that's, and that's kind of, you know, why I'm doing this. Yeah. She lives just up. Her. She lives about two roads away from you. So they live on Dahomey Road. You're oh, just that's couple, literally yeah. the next road along. Is it? I thought it was the one after that. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah. Anyhow, it's very. Person. As oh, you're you can right. see, you're yeah, right. she's very close to me. So I see them. I see both of my children quite regularly. Oh, that is um, so bizarre that you're so close. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, I thought when when I met Nile, I thought it was quite unusual that that Nile was actually quite close because mm. Lambeth. Uh, no, sorry, not Peckham is is not very far away at all either, is it? No. <laughs> Neither of those. I live in Lewisham. Yeah, same, same part of London. Yeah. Give, give us, what's a, what's a, it's the what's South a, East, babe. Yeah. We've got South Westerners. We don't, you're basically, it's like South West or nothing. So, yeah, pretty like, much. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, back, to be honest, before I moved to London, I was, um, I had this image in my head that would end up living in a flat like Dale Boys in the high rise tower <laughs> built block. And I'm like, I do not want to be living in that. <laughs> <laughs> don't set yourself don't set your sights too low Niall I mean honestly it's like a, that was it good, good size flat though and very solid construction correct yeah. yes Mandela House Mandela House that's right oh god such a good show wasn't it, it was loved it loved it oh yeah so your business sounds awesome yeah it sounds really really good yeah so are you continuing to grow it or are you just like managing what you've got um so kind of a little bit of both actually it's we're we're at the size now where taking that next step uh either requires a lot more work from the team that we've got or we'll need to take a dip in uh profitability in order to get people to grow it so i've got a few irons in a few fires but yeah i still i, I want to grow it I, I want to um uh you know continue to the more rooms the more people that we can i was going to say help but what i meant was take money from yes so. of course <laughs> that's right. yes that's right and and, and hence uh, hence a, a co-home <clears throat> yes yeah as well yeah yeah i think i think we're onto something i really do i think that it's, it's going to be a, a challenge but i think if we can get it right then um when, when we get it right yeah it's gonna yeah yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not being glass half empty or anything along those lines it's going to be a challenge i know that we all know that because we're, yeah. we're trying to do something that's logistically challenging. Uh, we're trying to offer a product at a really competitive price, so we know that our margins are going to be challenging. But if we, if we, where we get it right, it will be a, it will be a, a product that I think we can all be really proud of, and that people will want to use because it's the best way of looking after their asset and 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 and, and creating a good uh, product for people that use it. Yeah, definitely amazing. Yeah. So I think um, now we're going to come to episode roulette, although I, I feel like with Dan, it's probably going to be um, a game of chat roulette. Um, <laughs> so uh, Dan's too, he doesn't know what chat roulette is, he's too old. Um, is, is it where you, is it? Yeah, I think I've seen it. We'll go back to wanking Oh my chat. word. So for those of you who are chat first... Chat debate is what... But oh, first, <laughs> 
for those of you who are first-time listeners to Property Jam, I apologise profusely for this episode. Why? No, I don't. I need to know what they're um, in for. <laughs> um, but we're going to now go, um, we're going to play uh, episode roulette. So I'm going to scroll through the previous episodes of Property Jam, and Dan, if you could please say stop whenever you're ready, and then I'm going to ask you your opinion on the that particular uh, topic. So I am now scrolling. So let me know when you want to say stop. Stop! <laughs> I've left him hanging. <laughs> okay. Okay. Five, ten minutes of silence. Let's, let's do that again. Some dead air. Ooh, Why, what that... did you land on? I, I, I was at the wrong end. I landed on um, a random... It happens instrument. with you a lot, babe. Especially when you're on your own. Stop. Roundabout stop. now. Stop. Okay. Episode number 11. Is it licensing? It is licensing! You win a gold star. It's such a dry topic. And a cuddly toy. (laughs) Dan, thoughts on licensing? Licensing? Well, I I think every pub should have an unlimited (laughs) license. Uh, I don't think they should be tied to specific brands. I think they should be able to sell what they want 24-7. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. That's the best answer we've had yet. Honestly. And and I also think that they should probably reduce the age which we can uh, pass our driving test, um, giving licenses to younger people, because that's again that empowers them. Mm, okay. Yeah. Is that is that a good answer? Or... It's a great answer. Yeah, Perfect. I'm scrolling again. I'm scrolling again. Oh. Okay. <laughs> stop. Sorry. Stop. Stop. <laughs> episode episode number fifteen. Ooh. Is your family invested? Oh, interesting. In, is so my family ep- in, invested in what? Invested. So, so essentially this episode is all about uh, the people in your life, whether they support what you do, whether they detract from what you do, and whether you actually tell them what you're up to. So it was a bit about that kind of um, green lighter versus red lighter approach to right. you know, the, the relations and people in your life. That's a good question, actually. Uh, my, I have a... I'm not, I don't live in a traditional family um, unit. So my ex and my children live on Dahomey Road and I live on Pendle, not too far away. Um, and that's been, uh, it's been like that since 2010. Um, certainly none of my family are against what I do, but I, well, yeah, it's not, it's not something that actually um, I really talk too much to them about. Um my mum and dad are super supportive of, of what I'm doing, even though I, I still think they're not really sure what I'm doing. Because <laughs> uh, quite frankly, sometimes I'm not sure. So uh, how would they know? But yeah, no, def- definitely not detracting. And actually, on a more serious note, I really think that um, surrounding yourself, whether it be family or friends, with people that support you. And, uh, you know, you, it's really nice when you're talking to someone who is a friend and then nodding rather than grimacing. It's that's sometimes all it takes, right? It's like, Dan, you might be trying to do something that sounds bonkers, but I'm with you on that one, you know? And and it's very, the transfer of energy, negative energy, you know, people are shaking and, you know, I, I don't like people that frown at me when I'm talking to them because they don't, even, I, that really frustrates me. It's kind of like a facial expression that's very negative. I'm like, you know, if, don't do that. I don't like that. Try, you know, maybe just smile or, just do nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, surrounding yourself with um, Niall. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. When you smile, that's nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So that would be my answer. To that was a good question. A good question. Yeah. Okay, let's do, let's do uh, 
Let's do one more. Cheeky, cheeky extra one. A cheeky extra one. How, a, many, a episodes, quick how many episodes have we got? There are 73. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I thought as we choose. Well, as, so, as, as, of, as, as of recording, you're 73. By the time this goes out, there'll be about almost 80. So, yeah, uh, true. <laughs> um, so you're organized. Oh, yep, yep. Okay. So, episode number 24 Not on My Doorstep. Oh, that's interesting because you actually do London stuff in the main. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this was an episode where we talked about um, investing in a distance or nearby or uh, you know, operating your business. Uh, and I, yeah, I think it's quite clear that you have stuff on your doorstep. Yeah. And uh, this is a good question, actually. And I, when, when we started and this whole couldn't afford London meant that I spent about six months driving all over the UK to look at mainly kind of HMOs, but sometimes even developments went up to the, went up to the East Ridings of Yorkshire. Bridlington yep. um, went spent a couple of days in Manchester Coventry didn't go to Nuneaton Birmingham Folkestone looking at opportunities around shared housing um, HMOs and the thing that was kind of I just couldn't get my head around not being able to drive to it um, I, I don't know if, if you guys find but I think quite a lot of people that are quite entrepreneurial have a have a prob have problem delegating and letting go and for me that's a that is a big challenge and i was of the opinion that i needed to be near the thing that i was building um and when i when rent to rent um you know crossed my desk i suddenly realized that i could do that so my business now every property is within half an hour on an average day of 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 my car and that makes it that makes a massive difference i think when you're starting out in 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 property um unless you make deliberate uh unless you plan deliberately to have remote um developments and you factor in that whatever that percentage might be plus you know everything else that you need to factor in i think if you don't do that being able to manage it and run it yourself and being on the doorstep is a massive advantage you learn so much more as well i think yeah, because you can actually be on site, you can be present, can't you, and responsive. And yeah, I get that. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. Yeah. People successfully um, invest remotely, but I think if you do it intentionally, you'll fa you do. Mm. Yeah. I, I guess you factored stuff in before you made the decision, and, the and that was always the plan. It's the people. As long as, as, as one of the reasons I invest in Lincoln is because my team are so excellent. Like, I don't have to be there. Like, initially, I do. But, you know, at the point of acquisition and, and renovation, it's sort of like spot checks. But when it's up and running, I don't even think about it. And that's because, yeah. you know, the excellence of the team that you've got in place. So, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think the other thing the other thing for me uh, was I actually wanted to run the business. Right. So yeah. it, uh, I wasn't... Um, it wasn't a passive thing. I quit my, I quit my job in banking without having... Um, much of a clue about what I was going to do next. I just wanted to do something next. So I had massive amounts of time, and I wanted to run the. I wanted to run a business. Um, so I guess there's 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 lots of different reasons for for going next to your doorstep or or not. Um, I think it, whatever you do, it needs to be a deliberate. It needs to be a deliberate um, decision rather than it kind of you know just happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's a I guess I've never invested on my on my doorstep. It's always been further away, but like in Peckham, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, but I guess, like you said, it was a deliberate choice yeah, I, when I started off to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't known any, and I didn't want to be 
managing them or and be involved in that part of the business uh, in the early stages. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're more involved now, though, aren't you? But I guess you're traveling. And, and yeah. How, is that, are you okay with all that traveling? I love it. I, yeah, I'm quite happy with that. No, I was definitely, he's definitely more um, buzzed by leaving his desk <laughs> and getting out there yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and doing stuff. Yeah, I, I love being on the ground. Uh, that's 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 also quite an important part isn't it knowing what you like yeah. um, and and for me the idea of going to a building site um i mean that's one of the reasons i'm not i don't i'm not that interested in developing stuff because i see a building site and i just see so many things that need doing even unless they're finished you know i just, I, I just don't it, it fills me with dread and i don't like getting my feet dirty and, and stuff like that so i i couldn't do what niall does you know i mean i've seen some of your videos when you kind of looking around semi-finished developments and I just see uh, it just doesn't excite me it actually just it stresses me out and it makes me feel a bit anxious actually mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Whereas you love it I love it yeah, I'm yeah. I love more it than, yeah yeah very happy in that very happy in that mode it's yeah. it's creating mode isn't it, it it's in that mode of uh, of creation of of being able to make something amazing and and what's that Boss builders, hmm? builders, boss builders around. Boss builders, boss builders around. around. Just boss, boss anyone around. Buff or buff or boss? Did you say buff or boss? <laughs> yeah, I go to site once a week to buff my builders. <laughs> like that's a phrase like for fit, isn't it? Like he's buff. Oh, he's buff. Yeah, no, that is totally it. No, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I thought you said. No. I thought you said, and I've got buff builders. No, definitely not. I like to boss builders around, but none of my boss oh. teams. Boss yeah. builders. No, around. boss builders. None of my building team. I hope they're not listening, but n none of them would probably fall under the buff category. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. I should have thought about. Love that. it. You should give Love us it. a thought. Give, give us a required buff <laughs> builders. <laughs> Yeah, that's not prejudice. Well, if, uh, so Dan, if you if, again, if you listen to the back catalogue of Property Jam, you'll understand that Joe prefers to go for the buff uh, gardener. Gardener, oh, yeah. Dear. Is that sort of Lady Chatterley's lover type stuff? It's, so it's it? episode it's very much so. <laughs> episode fifty-eight. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's episode all kinds of fifty-eight. <laughs> buff <laughs> gardeners episode. Lovely. It's all kinds of awkward. It's all kinds of awkward. Oh. Ah, good time. And, and how is the gardener? Oh, he's fine. Very well, apparently. Um, Hello, gardener, if you're listening. Hello, Hello gardener, if you're listening. <laughs> I don't know why I'm waving. He's not going to be able to he's see actually, me on the podcast. <laughs> he's actually trimming another lady's bush on my mum's road. So, um, so you've yeah. actually um, uh, yeah, him helped work. him to grow his business. Uh, uh, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I'm here to serve. Like I said, chin, Tinder is the new checkertrade.com. I haven't seen you on Tinder. Tinder. So. Tinder. <laughs> you ever said Tinder. I had to, I had I will, uh, I'll leave you guys with this because I do need to go and pick up my car, but I had a strange experience with, um, with, a with a, with a bush trimmer <laughs> actually. So it was. Is this it like was, the vibrator story? Was it stuck in a drawer? It was July of last year, right? And I was, <laughs> I was sitting where I am now, and it's outside that window. So I live in a first floor flat. Outside that window, I've got a traditional two meter front garden with a big bush at the front, you know, traditional kind of Edwardian street, big old bush, needed a lot of work, right? And um, in fact, two years ago, uh, I got someone posted a letter through my letterbox saying, uh, dear owner of Bush Out the Front, you need to trim your bush. I was like, how do you know anything? Oh, well, that one. Um, and this year, so I was sat here working away, and out of the corner of my ear, I could hear 
uh, some mechanical machinery. And, and I'm a bit grumpy when it comes to noise in the streets. So I was straight over there looking. And there were two men trimming my bush. <laughs> I, so I, look, I looked out, right? And I thought, bloody hell, I, I, I haven't ordered them. I own the flat downstairs, so they haven't ordered them either. And then just as I was looking out, out outside, my neighbour next door um, said, hi, Dan. Um, you should have let me know that someone was coming to trim your bush because I would have done it for you and I'm and I wouldn't have used a, a, a petrol strimmer. I'd have used an electric one, so it's more eco-friendly. And I was like, okay, this is awkward because he obviously hasn't ordered someone to, to trim his bush. Um, so I replied. So I thought, okay, do you know what I'm going to do here? I'm just going to wait until I need to go out as well. I had stuff to do, but I thought if I go out, they'll say hi, and I'll say, why are you trimming my bush? <laughs> um, so, so I waited. I sat and I waited until they'd finished, and they did an absolutely beautiful job. One of them had a big bush trimmer, the other one had a small one, they were trimming it, sort of like scissors. The bush was fantastic, and to this day, I have absolutely no idea who paid for it. Because <laughs> it wasn't me. It's still, it's still trimmed now, they must have treated it. It's, I mean, I'm crazy. Oh, I've, got, wow. I've, got, I've got some videos of them doing it. So, uh, just... Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Well, um, just just before we wrap up, um, Dan, those videos are they on your YouTube channel? Of the of which videos? The trim bush, the bush trim. You're having your no, bush no, 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 they're still in the editing room. Okay, yeah, because Dan is, Dan is a, is an avid YouTuber. Oh, I am. Right. I'm uh, yeah on the way to 300 subscribers. Oh, good on you. Nice. Um, I find that every time I release a video, it goes up by about 25, 30 subscribers. And I haven't done anything since December of last year. It's well, something you've got I would bush fodder that's just waiting to get mm -hmm. get I, out I, there. I, I, maybe I need to change tack and kind of pivot from property into uh, bush management or something that might you know might get more followers. I don't or, know. All part of property maintenance, you know. Or, um, what do we call um, preserve a bag to... for vibrators? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but this is the title of your video. It's, it's how to get someone else to pay to trim your bush. So great. So <laughs> Love great. it. Love it. But on that note... Somebody um, somewhere I... is bush trimless, and they're like, what, what happened to the bush trim <laughs> I ordered yesterday? It's like, you know... I'm Age the damn thing. <laughs> 103 Kettering Road. Have a little look up there just, and see whether, see whether um, that bush needs trimming. <laughs> so uh, on that note uh, thank you so much Dan for being with us and uh, for being completely irrelevant and uneducational uh, which is the point but there were, some, there were some tidbits in there some golden nuggets uh, if you look hard enough uh, you shall find so I'm going to say thank you very much Dan it's a goodbye from me <laughs> it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, see you on, on the next, next episode. episode.